0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My name is Reverend Roxanne Jimerson Friday. I am a priest today for you here at the Chapel of the Transfiguration. I'm from the Wind River Reservation. I'm enrolled in the Shoshone Tribe. I'm also part of the Seneca Nation of Indians in New York. My family and I went to Yellowstone yesterday and it rained on us, <laughs> but we were able to see Old Faithful. I brought all of my grandchildren, five of them, and I saw a grizzly, I saw a bison, buffalo, elk, deer, but we didn't see moose. But to be a part of this beauty, this nature around us, the elements. God's creation, it brings me to a place of serenity, and I hope it does that for you, too. I am blessed and honored to be here today with you. Trinity Sunday is the first Sunday after Pentecost to honor the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons, but one God. Are there any clergy out there? Any other clergy out there? I speak for myself when I say, preaching about Trinity Sunday may be one of the hardest sermons I've ever done. Today, in order to understand the concept, is to relay this by pure faith. Faith in the word of the Lord made flesh, which comes through the work of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it is right that this mystery is celebrated the first Sunday after Pentecost when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit first occurred. How would you feel if I started by my sermon by saying, There are things that are very important and essential to our faith, but I can't speak about them because you would not be able to understand. They are far too complicated and way over your head. What? Really? <laughs> this is how the Gospel reading today started out. And It sounded just like that. Jesus' observation when he says to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. What are they? Tell us. Don't leave us hanging. We want to know. We can take it. We heard about so many things from you. You told us that we are to be merciful, pure in heart, and peacemakers. You explained that we should not worry and to love one another. But in this brief portion, from Jesus' farewell sermon. We are not told what those many things are, only that Jesus will not tell us. But we are told that in the future, in the unfolding of time, we will be told. And we are told how we will hear of them. It is the Spirit of Truth who will guide us, speak to us, and declare to us all that we need to know. We are given a portrait of the three persons of the Trinity. Jesus speaks of himself, of the Spirit's activities, and of the Father. On Trinity Sunday, we think of God and consider with joy and thanksgiving what the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have done to accomplish the salvation of sin and humanity. We remember how we should respond to the love God, what God has shown us, praising Him and giving Him glory. We remember the Father as our Creator, the Son as our Savior, and the Holy Spirit as our Comforter. Today, Trinity Sunday is to explain, to the best of man's ability, the clues written in Scripture to guide us to a fuller understanding of our Triune God. When we say these things, we mean that the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. They are not three gods, but only one God. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Father, but each is God individually, and yet they are together the one true God of the Bible. In the beginning, wrote St. John, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the world said, wait, what? What do you mean the Word was with God, and the Word was God? Which is it? But rather than explaining this crazy introduction, John goes on to tell us, that this very same Word of God, the one who was both distinct from God, and who is God, took flesh as a tiny, helpless baby. That God the Son was a loving friend of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. That the Word of God himself died on a cross, and in so doing destroyed death itself. And if that weren't complicated enough, We also must wrestle with today's gospel in which Christ speaks of the Holy Spirit. This is the life breath of God, the active love of God. And yet Jesus doesn't call the Spirit it, as though speaking of an energy, an activity or a force. Instead, Jesus says of the Holy Spirit, He will guide you into all the truth. This is the same Spirit of God whom we see hovering over the waters of creation in Genesis, transforming judges and prophets in the Old Testament. The Spirit who St. Paul tells us can be grieved by our actions, who speaks in the hearts of his faithful people, teaching us to pray and coming alongside us as advocate and guide. What do we make of all of this? How are we to know God? We know God because we have known Jesus. In his prayer, Jesus reminded us, you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved him and loved them. And that was in John, that's chapter 17, 21 and 23 the proclamations he made, what Jesus taught, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. And that's in John chapter 14, verse 10. Jesus speaks the words of the Father and the Spirit. After Jesus spoke those first words to his disciples by telling them they would not bear his words, he continues with, When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The Father speaks to Jesus, who speaks to the Spirit, who will guide you into all the truth. And that's John chapter 16, verse 13. The Holy Trinity is about relationship and having God in your heart. It is during his farewell message that Jesus most fully explores and explains the Spirit that he was to give to his disciples. He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And in his farewell message and prayer, Jesus weaves the connection between God, the Father, himself, and the Spirit. We have been exploring these relationships as the season of Easter has come to an end. Someone has said it this way, if you try to explain the Trinity, you will lose your mind. (laughs) But if you deny it, you will lose your soul. Very deep. How can we illustrate the Trinity? Some of you may have already heard this before, but to illustrate the trinity, we look at water. Water can exist as solid, liquid, or steam. It's okay to use water in this way, but usually water only exists in one state at a time. (laughs) However, there is a physical condition in which water can exist as solid, liquid, and steam at the same time which would be a much better illustration of the Trinity. But there are others we could mention, like an egg. An egg is made up of a shell, the egg white and the yolk. All three are needed for an egg to be complete. One of the more interesting illustrations that I noted the different roles a person can play. I am a mother. I'm a daughter and I'm a wife, one and at the same time, yet I'm only one person. A more biblical approach is to consider that a husband and wife are two persons, yet in God's eyes they are one flesh. And children, you add children, and then you have a family as a miniature and imperfect version of the Trinity. How can God be three in one? How can God be the creator and the redeeming son and the teaching spirit? It is a mystery. I try to understand it, but more importantly, I believe in it. I read somewhere that God being three in one means that God is never lonely. He always has a companion. But maybe that is too simple of an idea, right? However, as we try to completely understand this idea of the Trinity, there will always remain a mystery. But the Spirit will continue to lead us, and as we mature in faith, our understanding, our knowledge, our belief in the Trinity will mature. So it is important to stay faithful. It is important to be involved in the body of Christ, the Church, so that our faith may mature and grow. One last thing, when I was visiting the Holy Land about five years ago with a group of the Episcopal Diocese of Wyoming, Jerusalem, like much of Israel, has changed hands several times since King David conquered it 3,000 years ago. It is a holy city for Jews, Muslims, and Christians, who all have historical and religious attachments. Everywhere we went, there were only two words that we all understood together, one God. Everywhere we went, people we never knew. We knew they were speaking languages. And when they would come up to us, they could just tell who we were. We couldn't wear our crosses either. We had to make sure we didn't have our crosses. And I didn't understand that part. There's another historical thing about that. But they would look at us and say, one God. That's what we all understood. Without speaking their language, we understood that there is one God. And that's all that mattered to all the groups of the religion. In our final or in my language, in the Shoshone language. The way that we say father is Dhamma Atva, Shoshone. And in the Arapaho language, it's Behinis, Sanana Behin. That means father of us all. And so when we say prayers, we try to include that language when we say those prayers. Because we can understand each other. And just leave you with that. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may today there be peace within. May you trust your highest power that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing and dance. Peace is there for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Just one quick thing I wanted to share with you. I uh, received this stole and I'm wearing it on the outside. Usually I wear them under. But I'm wearing it outside so I could show you uh, when I became a priest, because I am the first Native American priest in the state of Wyoming. I just wanted to let you guys know that. There was a priest that came, uh, or that was with the Wind River Reservation for years. Her name was Ann Fontaine. And The people of the church made this for her, and she took it with her when she left. When she found out I was ordained, she sent it back to me before she died.